Hello and welcome to segment 3 of episode 100 of How to Rewrite Your Stars. I'm your host, Benjamin Fincher, joined today by you because, well, this is a solo episode, it's episode 100, but earlier today I recorded segment 7 with a buddy of mine. Super amazing, super excited for that. And also that means that I'm not going to be able to reference the next couple of segments in that episode, or segment of 7, but you know, that's okay. Here we are. Give random stuff during the intro time where the music's playing, but that's okay. It's it's different right now. <laughs> Instant gratification. That's what I felt like I needed to talk about today, at least earlier. Right now, I'm just kind of like, well, it seems like a good thing. Maybe we'll throw some gratitude in there too. Well, I remember um, Bob the Pizza Man. That was totally not his name, but that's what we called him back at. Uh, when I was growing up, he'd come and visit us and he wasn't even a pizza man. I, I literally don't know how he got the name, but we just called him Bob the Pizza Man. He was a super fun guy. We'd talk about all things about the future, about preparation, you know, emergency preparedness and some doomsday stuff and some terrible stuff with the economy and political scenes. But we also had some really good conversations. I mean, those were kind of good conversations, but that's what I remember. I remember one day, you know, this was when I was growing up my parents place and I remember one day we go out and we're talking in front of his you know it's a nice cool summer evening it's super super nice and the conversation carried outside and we ended up talking about instant gratification and some of the stuff we got talking about is how jello became super popular because it meant that you know an instant jello it was instant gelatin instant um you know, obviously it takes a couple minutes, but compared to, okay. So so is how Jell-O became popular is, at least as it was discussed that night. I don't know the actual story, but I imagine it was similar. You, you'd have the housewife who would be toiling on the dinner and supper and dessert, and she'd be working on the, you know, the bread pudding or the whatever kind of pastry dessert dish that would take a while. And if it ended up not turning out right, then it just got tossed over the back fence. And you pulled out a can of fruit cocktail, which, let's just be honest, that's not good. So kids would not like that, and they'd complain and gripe and be like, I don't like this. And, you know, the mom would be upset because she just spent all that time trying to make the bread pudding or the whatever other pastry dish, and it didn't work out, and so it got tossed over the back fence. And so she's in this state of... Ugh, and the kids are in a state of ugh, and the dad's in a state of ugh, and so everyone's in a state of ugh. I don't like this. And then instant pudding comes along, and it's like, never fear, no more fruit cocktail for you, only amazing instant gelatin. Maybe it was gelatin we're talking about. Actually, that would make a lot more sense than pudding, not bread pudding. Yeah, because that gets baked. Pudding, pudding. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense. So instant pudding. Anyways, whatever it actually was, whatever the actual story was, the context for this is, this was what was discussed that night. And I still remember it, even though I was like eight years old. <laughs> and we got talking about how you have these things that started coming up that were an instant gratification, you know, a little bit of a quotation mark there, but not entirely. And it was stuff that you were able to just, you know, pull right out of a package or pull right out of a box and boom, done. 
and you didn't have to put a lot of work or effort into it, which made mom's life easier because now she doesn't have to toil over the pudding and potentially have a bad batch. It made the kids' life easier because, well, now they had actually a sweet that was enjoyable instead of fruit cocktail because fruit cocktail sucks. Okay, if it's like put with something in a nice way, it can be good. But just straight out of the can, like, good gravy, give me something else. <laughs> I'd rather just take straight pineapple. I mean, straight pineapple's good, but pineapple and fruit cocktail, just, no, no, just, no. Maybe there's some of you weirdies out there that like that. Just, but for me, no. Anyway, so that's a no bueno situation, and then it makes dad happier because, well, he gets his thing, and the wife's happy, and the kids are happy, and so, you know, and there's some nummy num-nums. So that was the first introduction I had to what instant gratification looks like. They got talking about, you know, well, you know, back in the day we had dial up and I was talking with the guy today during segment seven about that a little bit. You know, you had dial up back in the day or, you know, way back in the day you used to have to write a letter and then you'd have to wait days or wait days or weeks for any correspondence to happen. Or you'd have to show up in person for meetings or, you know, all these different things that technology nowadays, the internet, computers, cell phones, satellite technology, all these things have totally shrunk the world down into, I now have access to 80 plus percent of the world through a five by three screen, you know, a six by four screen, however big your phone is. And that's incredible. I remember hearing a thing that in a regular tabloid edition of the New York Times, one would find more information than a person in like the 16th century would come across in their lifetime. Okay. I don't know how big one of those tabloids is. I'm going to look that up real quick because I can't. Um, how many pages in a New York Times paper um how big is it no give me pages um anyways it's kind of hard to tell um 5.4 pounds anyways however big it actually was maybe it's actually kind of big i don't know there's no easy answers on the front page of Google, which is weird. Um, anyways, whatever. I'm imagining, like, not a lot. Um, and this ties right into instant gratification because you're not getting instantly gratified. I'm not getting instantly gratified. We gotta dig for the answer. But I'm not going to right now. So you can do that if you want to. <laughs> Are you going to fall victim to instant gratification and not look it up? Are you going to hit pause and figure it out on your own? Or are you going to wait until the end of the episode when I maybe have looked it up and say what it is? Ooh. I don't think we're going to look it up at the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you think about it. We live in the age of information. It's appropriately titled that. You know, you had the... You know, you look at the game Civilization, talks about you had the Ancient Age and the Medieval Age and the, um, you know, then you had the Renaissance era and the Industrial Revolution. And then if 
from there you had the atomic era and now we live in the information era yes i missed some of them but you know i hit the highlights and it's appropriately titled it's the information era because there is so much information at our fingertips literally fingertips not even and within our hands within our grasp it's literally at our fingertips nowadays and that's insane it is so crazy the amount of information available to us like we have more information to available to us that we can look up in a day than maybe even entire actually yeah Within 24 hours, you could know information just reading stuff online than entire civilizations ever knew. Entire civilizations. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a strong um, stance. But I don't think it's far off. I really don't. You know... Maybe not like Babylon, because apparently they had some really good thinkers, and probably certainly not Greece or Rome. But, you know, other civilizations that were not as advanced, you know, for maybe let's say 100 years or so, they lasted, and just in a day or a week's worth of research, like a week's worth of research on just general stuff, you could totally know more than probably most every civilization, except for maybe Rome or Greece or Babylon or the Egyptians and maybe a couple others. I'm a bit of a history nerd, but not enough to be naming off, you know, the Mesopotamians and the Aztecs and the Incas, (laughs) ancient China. Okay. The more I think about it, the more maybe civilization isn't the right term, but at least a town within a day of just reading on the internet, you could know more information than a town would have known in the entire existence of the town for at least 100 years. I'm sure, I'm not trying to exaggerate here. I'm just trying to get the idea across of we have so much at our hands, at our fingertips. Um, how are we using that? What are we doing with that? Are we just watching cat videos? You know, just a couple minutes ago, I spent probably 30 minutes with my wife laughing at TikTok videos. And, you know, it's good to just kind of sit back and relax a little bit and have an enjoyable time talking, chatting, laughing, looking at funny things. And this one I was okay with, you know. But if you just waste your life away just on the internet, looking at cat videos or looking at fail videos or, you know, watching the, yeah, this happened at work or, you know, any of those things like, what's your life going to amount to? And, you know, you can... Everyone, while we're comparing to ancient civilizations or ancient peoples or even just, you know, a couple hundred years ago or even 50 years ago to some extent. Um, it's kind of crazy 50 years ago. Actually, 50 years ago. Are you ready for this? In 1973. 50 years ago. Because, you see, when I say 50 years ago, I think of the 60s. <laughs> or 1950s. That's 70 years ago now. You're welcome. (laughs) Hey, I'm 25, turning 26. I have to figure out health insurance this year. (laughs) Oh, goodness. 
that's funny. Anyways, what was my topic on? Instant gratification, what was I just talking about? Ancient civilizations. I kind of got lost in the thing. Anyways, we know a lot these days. Oh, yeah, compare your life to people back in the day. You know, people were farmers, people were workers, and unless you contributed to some giant monument, you probably have nothing to show these days for what you did. And, you know, that's a very broad statement. That's certainly not true in many, many, many cases, but, you know, your average Joe did his job, got paid, and died. You know, hopefully he loved his family, hopefully had good relationships with the people around him, but your average Joe that didn't make a mark on history, you know, that's what happened. I don't know why I'm so focused on making a mark on history. I think it's because I really feel like I need to. I'm, I really, I'm not trying to like make people feel bad when I talk about that. I just, it seems insignificant. And that's with me coming from a, theological standpoint belief system of living eternally (laughs) you compare eternity to 110 years or so that's a lot bigger so the impact we make here isn't necessarily all that important although it is um anyways let's uh, shift back over to instant gratification gratitude and all that so see this i have guests on is because I can bounce things off people and get insight right then and there and opinion right then and there. Doing that with myself, I just have me to go on, which is good. I like myself. And yet, it's nice to be able to talk to other people. I do kind of actually really like just sharing what I know, so I think I'm going to be doing a lot more solo episodes. I might actually just continue doing like a weekly solo episode on, let's say, Fridays. I kind of really like that idea. Um... But, you know, we'll see how that goes. I think I've I've been wanting to do more solo episodes. I think I'm going to do that. Especially now that I've got a Shure SM7B. Ha ha. Amazing microphone that, again, stay tuned for audiobooks when I start doing those and other stuff. And, you know, that ties into instant gratification again. You aren't going to be able to look up stuff that I'm doing right at this very second and get a lot of it because it still hasn't been made. And you know, I'm going to be working on that, and I am working on that. Got some other projects in the works for this week right now. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff, and it's cool. And a lot of it you get to wait for. Um, trying to think. There's a couple things I'm waiting for right now. You know, there's the Dungeons & Dragons movie coming out at the end of March, so it's going to be a couple days. I guess there's March Madness starting tomorrow. Okay, I've waited for that for a week or two. Uh, There's the new Inheritance Cycle book coming out in November. Yeah, big news for those of you who haven't heard that yet. Uh, Christopher Paolini's book. Good good series, I enjoyed those. Uh, What else am I waiting for? (laughs) My payday. Uh, you know, the mother load payday. <laughs> Waiting for my ship to come in. Um, waiting for people to notice the podcast and have it grow and listen to it. What else am I waiting for? 
Anyway, I'm sure there's more stuff, but at the same time, I try to live in the now. And this is where I think I'll bring gratitude in. You know, uh, people that talk about the law of attraction will say that you can't have things come to you if they're always in the future. So if you say, I will be a millionaire, then you won't be because it's always in the future, never in the now. And the now is when we actually live. And so you say, I am a millionaire. And that jives different with different people, not just the money aspect, but the claiming to be what you aren't in the moment. But then we talk about quantum physics and how everything is now, even if it in our experience of the now is not then. Apparently we're just going deep right now. I kind of feel like I want to dive into this. Okay, let's go. Brace yourselves. So, according to quantum physics or the theory of relativity or maybe just what's in my head, I don't know if it's actually scientific. It feels like it is. Everything in the universe has happened already at a certain sense. But in our timestamp of reality, it hasn't yet. Yet, and this is the thing is related to quantum mechanics, quantum physics, you can tap into those things. Um, let me just say this here. You can quantumly entangle particles to where, excuse me, you can put a vast distance between them. They've actually done this with labs in New York and Los Angeles, which are a couple hundred, if not a thousand or so miles away. That ain't the right thing. Um... <laughs> How far apart is LA and New York City? 2,445 miles. So a long time. Long time, long distance. And light distance between the two. How fast does light travel between the two? It would take approximately 15 milliseconds. <laughs> um, so 15 milliseconds for light to travel between LA and New York. That's fast. But it's enough distance that there is a measurable difference, especially if you have your watches synced exactly and i looked that up just to be able to say this bit a little bit better and give you guys a little bit of information that was accurate so i remember reading this study or article or whatever that talked about how they quantumly entangled particles and one of they took one to new york or they took one to la wherever they started the experiment but they ended up in la and in new york and then they started like poking one of them or, you know, I don't know exactly, but, you know, stimulating one of the particles in like a moving it fashion, poking it, whatever. And the other one reacted simultaneously in the same way. So like if it got shoved north, the other one moved north as if it had been shoved. Instantaneously, no delay, not that 15 millisecond um delay it was instantaneous which means quantum entanglement bypasses the speed of light whoa honestly that's a crazy thing 
and ties into wormholes and ties into quantum tunneling and ties into string theory and a lot of other things that I halfway understand and don't fully understand. And you think, okay, well, that can happen with particles in a lab. Well, we have minds. Minds. I'm trying to enunciate the D there. We have minds. And they're powerful. Think about the most excellent supercomputer on the planet. We're still ahead of that. And people might argue that. But ultimately, the power, the raw power, not necessarily computing power, but the raw power of our minds is more powerful than the best supercomputer on the planet right now. And I don't know which one that actually is, so hypothetically it could maybe not be. But I feel like our minds are, and even if it's about the same, you know. Okay, that's a crazy supercomputer. Anyways, let's take, let's even just remove that part of it and just mention, okay, well, what about our spirits, our souls? Okay, we combine our souls, our spirits, and our minds. Okay, that for sure is power more powerful than the best supercomputer out there. Okay, so we take our minds and our spirits and then we say like, okay, well, I want to have this thing. And then, you know, either the subconscious or the spirit or the universe or however it all actually works, throws it out there and then brings it to us. Whatever that is, if it's good, if it's bad, that's what happens. It's a law of attraction. And so when you are like, okay, well, I'm a millionaire. And you claim that. Maybe right this second you're not. But maybe that's only because the timestamp right now you're not. What if you are a millionaire in a year, in two years, in five years, in ten years, in twenty years, in forty years? You know, maybe right on your deathbed you become a millionaire. Well, then you're still saying truth. Because if your then self could say it, your now self can say it. And through quantum tunneling and that stuff, it can be true. Is this way out there and woo-woo and hokey? Maybe. Maybe not. You know, I haven't you I haven't uh, manifested being a millionaire in my life right now yet, but that's not to say I'm not. I believe I'm a millionaire. And I also believe that I'm a good person who helps people. That one I know is for sure right now. Even if there's examples where I'm not the best I can be. That's all of us. Um, so yeah, when we, when we tap into that, we're able to change our realities. We're able to tap into the possibilities. And, you know, I haven't even mentioned about infinite possibilities of reality. You talk about that? (laughs) Uh, My friend, Caitlin, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She's an ADHD coach. And she mentioned, she's like, what if, this is a post the other day, she says, what if, I think it's Signorelli is how you pronounce her last name. Anyways. What if ADHD people become so unable to remember where they place things because in an alternate reality, you were never holding your cup. 
You were never holding your keys. You were never holding your phone. And so now you're like, where is it? Because you linked to that alternate reality. And now that you're back in your reality, you don't know where it is because that reality, it wasn't even holding it. So, for, for example, you walk in the door, you put your keys down on the couch, you go into the kitchen, you get a glass of water, and then you reach into your pocket to put your keys over on the hook, and they're not there. Wait, what? Well, maybe in the alternate reality, you had your keys in your pocket, and so you were tapping into that, and you, they were supposed to be in your, in your uh, pocket. Or maybe reverse it and you're going to the house, you put your keys in your pocket and then you go get a drink of water and you come back to the couch to pick up your keys where you always put them and they're not there. Well, because of the alternate reality, you put them there. So anyways, I hope that doesn't make it more sense than it seems like it's coming out as. But basically the idea, the idea is, is that, you know, you sometimes tap in and one more example. So like you go inside, you close the door and then you come in and you get a glass of water and you go to your um, pocket keys aren't there. You go to your couch keys aren't there. You're like, okay, well I didn't even go anywhere else. You can go check the bathroom. Your keys aren't there. And then finally you go back outside and your keys are still in the door. But in the alternate reality, you, they weren't in the door. They were in your pocket or in your hands. And so, it's confusing why it wasn't there because in the alternate reality, it was there. Anyways, that's a lot of hypothetical. Could be true. <laughs> Could not be. Could be. Uh, so that's something she's like, maybe for ADHD people, this is what happens. And her solution to that is get grounded. Ground yourself to this reality. Ground yourself to the earth. Ground yourself to this reality. And I'm like, I dig that. That's a good idea. So, you know, quantum tunneling like that. And if we talk about that, well, there's alternate realities where you're a billionaire. Alternate realities where you're a trillionaire, because maybe you're in Zimbabwe. <laughs> I, I think Zimbabwe's really cool. They just happen to have a hyperinflated currency. Where billionaires are, like, either just barely able to or not able to buy bread because the currencies that inflated anyways um there's alternate realities where you know maybe you are broke on the streets you know other terrible things other great things what ones are you going to tap into and maybe with all these alternate realities it's just potential futures which ones are you going to tap into what do you want to make what do you want your life to be you know, there's so many options out there. Infinite. You know, if you saw the Avengers movie, Doctor Strange, he's like sitting there with the time stone going, and everyone's just like, does he always do this? He looks kind of weird. Does his head do that normally? His head looks like it's kind of not connected to his body in the right ways anymore. Kind of looks broke. And they're like, I don't know. He seems weird. And then he's like, guys, I just witnessed 14 million realities, and there's only one where things work out right. And they're all just like, gosh, dang it, that's not good. <laughs> so, you know, 
what are you tapping into? What is it that you want to have in your life? If there's at least 14 million realities out there that you could experience, what are you experiencing now? I'm actually kind of curious how this ties into uh, instant gratification. Why is there static all of a sudden? I don't know why they're static all of a sudden. Hopefully it goes away. Um, <laughs> it's actually really strange. Can I fix it? I want this to sound nice. I don't know what's up. Anyways, I'll see if I can remove that. In an alternate reality, that would have never happened. And I would have had a Sure SM7 as soon as I started my podcast. <laughs> um, instant gratification. What are you willing to do now that allows you in the future to have what you want now? You know, Sometimes you can you know, snap your fingers, boom, it's there. Um, why is it staticky? really annoying me. Yoo-hoo. Picasso. Okay, I'm going to stop getting bugged by that. Hopefully you guys are bearing with me in these episode segments because, dude, I am just going off the cuff. <laughs> just, hey, this is what is happening right now in my world. Oh, it's no longer related to the podcast? Cool. Um, I can maybe stand to edit. If you want me to edit it, go into my form that I have in every single episode description now and say, hey, edit out the boring parts. Or go in and say, hey, this is great. Leave it in. Yeah, whichever one you want. Because that way I can have feedback from you guys. You know, I love you with or without feedback. But feedback would help me to know what you like more. Um, hmm. Gratitude helps us to tap into those alternate possibilities more. You know, potential possibilities. Let's talk about them as potential possibilities now. You know, let's just say it's future possibilities. Okay, it went away. I don't know why it went away. We'll just go with it. Yep, static gone. Yay. Um, so, yeah, you get the future possibilities what do you want your life to be and you know maybe it's something that's going to be 10 years out or maybe it can be a year out or maybe a month out or maybe a week out maybe a day out maybe being a millionaire can be tomorrow for you maybe it can be at an hour you know maybe not for a lot of people i feel like that's a lot of a jump to make but you know what if you were a hundred thousandaire what if you're a thousandaire what if you were a hundred thousandaire did I say 10,000 air yet? Anyways. Um, what if that's not even what you're looking for? What if it's, you know, being married or having a relationship that's intimate and amazing and vulnerable and authentic? What if it's, you know, traveling the world, seeing the places you want to see? What if you all of a sudden win that sweepstakes that you barely remember you entered? <laughs> what if somebody else calls you up and says, Hey, we're going on a trip. I'm paying for you because I can and because you're my friend. That's where my wife's going tomorrow morning. 
she had a friend that is just like, hey, you're actually a friend to me. I appreciate that. Let's go on a trip to one of the happiest places on earth because that's cool. And my wife's like, uh, and I'm like, go. And she's like, uh, I'm like, go. I think, you know, she made the decision on her own, but I encouraged her a little bit. But you know, what if that could happen for you where your friend just calls you up and says, yo, pack your bags, let's go. Or pack your bags in a month, let's go. You know, what, what if these possibilities were possible for you? They are. <laughs> they are. And gratitude, being grateful for what you have now and being grateful for what you have in the future brings more to you because it tells yourself and the universe, higher power, source, however you will, God, says, hey, I appreciate this now. I can have more. As my friend Daniel Adams from the episode, you know, near the beginning of this season, I think it's episode 12 or so, how good can you stand it? And he got that from somebody else, I don't recall who. How good can you stand it? How good can you stand it? Well, if you're not grateful for it, it's going to be a lot harder to be able to stand living with it. Yeah, let's see. Um, You thought having a pinky toe was just the worst thing ever. You're just like, it's ugly. It doesn't fit on me. It doesn't make sense. It seems like a weird example, but I don't think many people actually think that, so we'll just use that. Let's just say you're, you're, you really hate your pinky toe because it always just catches on the corner of the bed and it always stubs and you're just like, ah, it's terrible. Versus somebody who says, hey, I'm really grateful I have all my appendages and digits and I'm grateful I have my pinky toe. And, you know, maybe there's some diabetics listening. I was just talking with a family member who happens to not have a toe today, which I didn't know that they didn't, but it's not from being a diabetic, even though they are. They just uh, had a medical something that they no longer have a toe for. Anyways, um, going back to the example. (laughs) I always try and justify the examples, even though there's never a perfect one, so bear with me. Um... So let's say that this other person says, yo, I'm super grateful I have a pinky toe. I want another one. No, let's not do that. <laughs> well, they fire radioactive gamma rays at it and boom, second pinky toe. No, don't do that. <laughs> <sighs> oh, goodness, I'm funny. At least I think I am, which is good enough for me. Hopefully for you too. Um, You, if you're... What am I even saying pinky toe for? This is a really weird example. Anyways, if you're not grateful for it, you're going to think it's a burden and terrible and you don't want it. You want to get rid of it. But if you're grateful for it, then you'll start to find reasons why it's good. You'll start to find reasons why you would maybe want more. In this case, more appendage is not good, even if you do think you want an extra arm. Um, Maybe you'll find more uses for it. You You can train it to pick up stuff or you can start tiktoking with it or i don't know maybe what's a more pertinent example um being grateful for your living space whatever that looks like 
you know, for me, it's an apartment right now with two bedrooms. I'm really grateful that I have an apartment with two bedrooms because it means that I have a office slash study. Uh, when we were in an apartment with just one bedroom, that was our bedroom. I was grateful for that. And, you know, however it all worked out, I know that gratitude played a part, even if I don't know exactly how much being, but I was grateful that we had that place and that I had a corner of the living room where I could set up my office. It was grateful that that was working out. And now I'm really grateful that we have this new setup. And I'm also really grateful that in the future, I'm going to have a room specially designed to be a study where there is going to be, you know, comfy armchairs that, you know, they're not sleep chairs, they're think chairs, which maybe they shouldn't be that comfy, but they'll be comfy enough. And it's going to be well lit, but also kind of a dim cool lit, but warm, I don't know how to describe it. It'll be light, but it's not going to be blinding. And it's going to be just covered in books. There's going to be stained glass in a lot of places. And it's going to be a place of ideas. Rather, it is a place of ideas. It has stained glass. It has these chairs. It has these books. It has a couple of bathrooms right next to it. Because as you're thinking and processing, you need to clear yourself out and flush out the bad stuff that you have in you. And just, you know, get ready for new ideas and stuff. And yes, is that TMI? No, it's not. Um... And I'm, you know, just talking about that, I get, you know, this like warm, fuzzy feeling in me. It's just like, I'm so excited for that. I'm so grateful that that already exists in my mind, which tells me it exists in my life. Because what I imagine in my mind exists in my life. And it may not be in the instant I'm living in right now, but I know that that is going to be part of my life at a future point in time. Is it going to be next year? Maybe. Is it going to be next five years? Maybe. Is it going to be next ten years? Maybe. I don't know when it is exactly, but I know that it is a part of my life. And I'm grateful for that. And, you know, when episode 200 comes out or whenever it is, you know, maybe it's episode 500, maybe it's episode 1000, maybe it's episode 105. I don't know. And I just come on here and just like, guys, guess what? That study exists in my life now. That's going to be so awesome. And it's awesome now. Gratitude bridges the gap. With the episode with Celia Sugg, I think that was episode five of this season. She said something that blew my mind. That fear and gratitude occupy the same place in the brain. You cannot be feeling fear if you're feeling gratitude. You cannot be feeling gratitude if you're feeling fear. You get to choose which of the two you'll be experiencing. Why would we choose into fear then if we can choose into gratitude? You, you get people as well that talk about, okay, love is the opposite of fear. Faith is the opposite of fear. You pick all three. I don't think those compete for the same space in your brain. You know, if you need, open up your heart and put one of them there. <laughs> but by golly, just maybe I should split this into two segments. Nah, gratitude and instant gratification. There's, there's not separating those, especially with the way this episode's gone. Segment.
whatever. Um, anyways, just be grateful. You know, Sandy Gallagher, who was the business partner of Bob Proctor, who was Earl Nightingale's prodigy of sorts, um, she mentioned that uh, I got a training from the Proctor Gallagher Institute, and in that, Sandy talks about when I was having this problem, this, you know, Sandy talking, she says, having this problem as a business something or a family something or both of those, and it was looking like it was going to go really sideways, and I was really stressed about it, and I told Bob, I'm like, hey, what do I do? And he says, just be grateful for the outcome that you want. And so each day she would talk about, man, I'm so grateful for this outcome. And she'd describe the outcome she was wanting and she would express gratitude towards it. And she enlisted the help of her, I think it was her mom and her sister or something. And the result ended up happening how she described it or it was better. Like, Okay, what if we did that? What if instead of waking up in the morning, going to work and our buddy asks us, hey, how's it going? We're like, oh, still alive or, you know, just... Doing okay, or, you know, barely kicking. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. You know, instead of doing that, what if we were just like, dude, I'm so grateful that this business is taking off, that we've gotten promoted, that the profits have doubled because of our efforts. We're being properly recognized for what we're doing. Or, you know, if you're a business owner, that, hey, my business has quadrupled in profit and sextupled in influence. Or, I'm so grateful that the relationship with my spouse has improved tenfold. I'm so grateful that the relationship with my kids, with my friends, has improved five times over. I'm so grateful that I have a table that I've you know, put my own personal touches into that is now able to be used as a dining table and as a gaming table. I'm really grateful that that one is very near completion. <laughs> Um, you know, what, what if we came into each day with that kind of an attitude and, and, you know, law of attraction aside, just from your own experiences in life, how different would that be just to come at life with an attitude of gratitude? Come on, let's go. You know, as I'm saying this, I'm like, why in the world am I not doing this every single day? You know, I want to be making stained glass. I want to be 3D printing things. I want to be building things with my hands, with woodworking. I want to you know, be speaking audiobooks into existence and sharing joy and amazingness and you know, the gift of my voice with people. Why am I not just going at every single day with, I'm grateful? Like... How different would my life be? How different would your life be? I think it would be super awesome if we would start to do that. And it takes effort. Don't get me wrong. It takes effort. But the effort is pretty much focus. And we can manage that. And for people like me that may or may not have ADHD or people that do have ADHD or depression or anything else with the mind, okay, I get it. It's hard. But what, what if you did it? You know, what if you just set an alarm for 10 minutes after you wake up that just says, be grateful today. And you just take 10 seconds 
and just tap into yourself, breathe, and just, I am so grateful that this goal is here. What if we just did that? What if we just did that? What if we were just grateful? What if we stopped being so enveloped in the instant gratification of the clicks and likes and the swipes and the pokes and the, you know, the things on the digitals. And we tapped into who we are, what we want to experience out of this life. Because I dare say, none of us came to this earth wanting to just tap a phone for 10 hours a day and sleep for 12 and eat for two. I dare say none of our spirits have ever truly desired that. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I don't think I am. I don't feel like I am. Maybe I am. What if we tapped into who we are? What if we tapped into the gratitude that we can feel for what our life is now and what it can and is in the future? What if we tapped into what life is in the future for us? And we used quantum tunneling with our mind, our spirit, our subconscious, the law of attraction. Excuse me. What if we tapped in and said, yep, I choose into that kind of a life. I choose into experiencing that. I choose into being able to stand it good. What if we tapped into that? What if we said, yes. That's my invitation. Tap into joy. Tap into gratitude. Tap into faith and love and hope and said yes to what you want to experience out of life. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I hope that you've been able to gain that missing piece or get that gold nugget you've been needing to continue rewriting your life how you want it to work. Until next time, I'm Benjamin Fincher, helping you to rewrite your stars.